is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Hour number three on a Tuesday broadcast of Superfly Hayes in as our executive producer. We've been talking Big Ten basketball media days, Lions, Michigan, Penn State on Saturday, and also the pressure on Mel Tucker and Dan Campbell. Get things back on track. If you're Tucker and you lost out after winning your first two games, how do you recover from that? You have to go 10-2 and two minimum next year. If you're Dan Campbell and you had that momentum with the fans, with the team, with America, off a of hard knocks, the 101 start, leading the Vikings by 10, and you don't find a way to win another game this year, you're done. I'm telling you, man, I I see a lot in coach speak, and my fear is Matt Campbell's in over his head just like Patricia was, Morningwag, I can go down the list, Marinelli. It's a Lions tradition like no other. The only way both Tucker and Campbell, just like Harbaugh did it when he wasn't preseason top 25 last year, you go win games. They had the buyout. They were ready to show them the door. You save your job coaching at all levels of football, high school, college, and pro by winning games, and especially with the millions paid, and I'll separate the high school coaches, college and pro. But like the huge question of the day off the Big Ten basketball media days where a media preseason pull out of Columbus, Michigan, Preseason number three in Big Ten hoops, Michigan State four, Indiana, Illinois in front of them at one and two. The Bud Light question of the day, is the Big Ten a better football or basketball conference? You can answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook and also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. All of our social network interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They now will play their home games in downtown GR at Van Andel Arena, their first home game. will be on Thursday, November 10th with former NBA star Andre Miller as her head coach. I want to get Graham Couch's thoughts on what Mel Tucker needs to do starting Saturday, homecoming against Wisconsin. 
to resurrect in that mojo he had built up from day one uh, when he was hired at Michigan State to the excitement when he got the $95 million deal that the Spartans were on a trajectory to becoming an Ohio State-like program one day, not this year, but pushing that way. And a four-star recruits, big money deal, woodshed, deep water, everything, number 11 in the nation after two games this year. And now doubt that this team may not win another game this season. So Graham Couch, Couch in the Rube podcast, Lansing State Journal opinion maker. He is standing by and we'll get his thoughts on Tom Izzo and Michigan State basketball uh, this year. Welcome back, Graham. Thanks for having me. Uh, we, we've watched the John L. Smith era clear out stadiums, Bobby Williams, uh, D'Antonio, some boo birds in that year. They actually went to the Rose Bowl. Uh, the Spartan Nation is loyal, as loyal as any group of fans I've ever seen across the board. You're Mel Tucker. It's just about winning football games right now to get those people back. Yeah, it's just finding a way to get um, to look respectable. You know, it's finding a way to uh, uh, dig out a win here and there, uh, despite some some clear um, limitations and, and vulnerabilities. And, and it's going to be tough. It's and not just this year. I think next year is going to be tough. And so, you know, it, it's and at some point, you know, he said this week he'll never throw his players or coaches under the bus. And, and you can respect that from a leadership mentality. And you you shouldn't. I don't think you. I, I I often don't like when coaches when things aren't going right and they, they fire a coordinator after four weeks. Now, if that's the right decision, then you do it. But I'm just saying sometimes you feel like it's a scapegoat. But for him, you know, <laughs> they're losing badly on the offensive line a lot and somewhat on the defensive line too. And when you, when you lose in the trenches, when you lose up front, especially on the offensive line, there's just never been a good offense in the history of football that didn't have a, a capable offensive line. And so I, I don't know how you change that. Mid-season, they're younger guys. They got a lot of them in the program. Don't seem quite ready yet. They're going to need them to be by next year, or it's going to be just as bad. So uh, it, it could be a couple years before people feel really good again. They've just got to find a way to use what they have, which I think their advantages are in their offensive playmakers. They've got to find a way to use those guys and 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 get the most out of them and, and just hang in there elsewise. These last two home games, uh, Minnesota. Ohio State, the teams, both teams look like they could score at will, and most did score at will until they backed off. Over a thousand yards of offense given up, and this is this is in East Lansing. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it fall this far in front of the home fans at Michigan State when it comes to football. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's certainly. The difference between last year and this year seems stark, and it is in certain ways. And what they had last year, obviously, was Kenneth Walker, who, and that permeated throughout the program because it kept the defense off the field. Um, it, it made the passing game. They had two good receivers, and it gave the passing game a, a better chance. And then the offensive line, I think that's the notable the other difference. Like, it wasn't just Kenneth Walker. That was a more experienced and, and just better crew not a great offensive line, but but a, a, a capable one, and that that's a huge huge difference as well. So when you put those two things together, um, and then you know injuries at the wrong spots, I just thought they were going to be a little deeper defensively than they are this year. And what it's really showing is, I'm not saying the portal isn't sometimes the answer because Exhibit A, Kenneth Walker, and there have been some other guys who have helped, but 
it, it's also very clear now that, that you, you just can't build or even fill every hole in a situation like this through the portal because they've got you know former SEC cornerbacks throughout the throughout the um, roster defensively, and it just it's, it's just not enough. Graham College opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, co-host College of the Roo podcast, available wherever you download podcasts. Joining us on the Meyer guest line. I just I, I I thought coming in with Thorne, uh, with Reed, with you know Berger, with uh, Broussard, with an offensive line that I thought uh, would be better. I, I I had no visions they were going to be a shutdown defensive unit, but I really thought they were going to compete on moving the football. And it's not like they've played juggernauts on defense. Uh, when I look at the you know, look at Washington, look at Minnesota, what's happened. Uh, Ohio State has given up points. Uh, they have, I think, the best offense in America. But this offense has been a total train wreck for Michigan State. And I, I get the defensive injuries. But I'm trying to look at this offense and wonder how they can be that bad in East Lansing. Yeah, I think it all really begins up front. And Xavier Henderson said, unprompted, and sort of strangely, late in fall camp. I mean, he's a defensive player. And he just said, you know, we'll go as far as this offensive line mm. can take us. Like, he, kind of, it was almost as if you look back, and I listened back to the way he said it, it was almost as if he knew. You know, like, there may be an issue here, and this will determine a lot. And they've, been, they've just been worse than people thought. And, you know, they def- the Tucker and, and the coaches and Peyton Thorne and the people have just sort of tried to deflect and say, well, there's a lot of things that can go wrong on a play, and sometimes the running back's missing a hole and it's there. Sometimes I'm not making the right call. It's, the bottom line is, if you, I mean, they got swallowed up uh, by Ohio State. You watch that third quarter, it was just, I mean, the, the whole thing just collapsed every time. And, and so that's, that's a part of it. Jaden Reed's injury, I think, has been a bigger problem for a receiving core that really needed him at the beginning, and him not being right and then being out a little bit. Um, and then I don't think Peyton Thorne has played that well and, and taken that step. Now, he's also dealing with, and, and this is what you, you worry about with, with Peyton Thorne, you know, we've seen other quarterbacks, when things go wrong long enough, you, you lose a little bit of confidence, you know, and I know he's, he's dinged up as well, but, you know, he is not, I wondered if he would be able to take the step, and it was sort of assumed in a lot of the predictions this year that he would be able to take the step to being that guy who could, could really elevate a team, and, and that hasn't happened either. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal. Follow him on Twitter. Check it in on the Meyer Guest Line. Before we end our conversation on the Spartans, uh, let's move over to Izzo in Michigan State Hoops with the Big Ten Basketball Media Days today and tomorrow. Uh, when this season is over, uh, what will the storyline be? Uh, what will be inside that story on what Tom Izzo and Michigan State basketball did in the 2022-2023 season. Man, Bill, I have never been less certain. And, and I've, you know, had years where there, you could go a lot of different ways, but you could sort of see the path. Because on one hand, this team actually has some guys, they're an older team in certain ways. And that's what you want to be in college basketball. You want to try and get old and, and have playmakers and, and, and veterans in other ways, they're relying on guys to take next steps that we don't know that they will, that have not been in that sort of role. Like, is A.J. Hogard like a, a player who now truly is what he was at the very end of last year? 
where he can cause problems nightly, and he's a first-team All-Big Ten candidate and that sort of stuff. I, I don't know. And then the, the big thing is, you know, they, they were really, really high on Jaden Akins in the offseason and and, um, and just almost expecting that he would be a guy for them, a guy they could really count on. And, to, and you know, with that injury and him being out, how does that derail the beginning of his season and then just how everything goes from there? And so, you know, and – then the big guys. I don't know what that's going to look. There's just so much that could go right and so much that could go wrong. I don't know that I've ever. If you told me they missed the NCAA tournament, I would be surprised. I would be. I think there's more talent than that. But beyond that, you know, I, I could see a team that's battling for a Big Ten title and making a run in March. That's interesting. And I could see a team that's on the bubble. And, and all of that, I think, is, is fair to to think could happen. Is the big year for Michigan State a year from now? The next big year? Yeah, it's 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 you know it's hard to know this in this day and age because who comes back, who stays, what and and, and they've got a nice class coming in. I, I I do think like Xavier Booker is still a guy who's I know he's heralded, but is not quite going to be the impact player maybe that Jaron Jackson was or something like that. So um, it's possible. Certainly, if if you bring back the right pieces from this, if Jaden Akins has a big year, and then his, his junior year is the year. Um, if they get another two years out of Hogarden, and, um, you know, there, there's a chance that, that you could see how those pieces could supplement what is a team that's really ready to take off. Question I'm asking the audience today, is the Big Ten a better basketball or football conference top to bottom? Well, that's a good question. Um, that's why you do this for a living, I guess. Um, the... Uh, you know, <laughs> I would say it's a better basketball conference. I agree. And uh, just top to bottom in depth. Now, what they, you know, obviously the NCAA tournaments haven't been great the last couple of years. They've been exposed, and maybe having behemoth bigs isn't the way to make long runs in March. But, but just overall, I mean, regardless of what's happened in March, I think it's been a really tough league. Uh, the depth of the league has made, you know, the league is beating each other up, and so I would say basketball at this point. I, when I was looking at that Columbus Dispatch, I think Big Ten media preseason poll for yeah. hoops, you know, I went top to bottom. I saw a state at number four, Michigan, Indiana at the top, Illinois, and I went down to the bottom. And my first thought was, even with Nebraska's ups and downs, even in Northwestern, when you go to Evanston, there there's not a check mark, gimme W, anywhere. At any Big Ten school where you think we're going to get a win, that's guaranteed. No, and, and, and a couple places have made uh, good hires. Like, you know, I think Penn State made a good hire. I think Rutgers obviously has had a good hire for a while now. A couple places have traditionally struggled. And I think when that happens, there becomes a baseline of competence that makes those, those teams difficult to deal with on a given night at worst. And that's... Um, you know, you, you see that stuff, and we'll see what happens with Maryland now, and and, and obviously Northwestern's falling a little on hard times. And uh, but I think overall, you know, most years right now in the Big Ten, you can count on of the fourteen teams, and it'll only get worse when UCLA and USC join. But of the fourteen teams, ten of them are going to be tricky nights, and um, th- that's that's a lot. And I will give football credit. Uh, Maryland isn't an easy place. Uh, Rutgers isn't easy. Uh, you look at Nebraska, even with their issues, you know they got a couple of Big Ten wins. Uh, there really isn't that gimme road win there used to be in the Big Ten. Right now, it might be Spartan Stadium. Seriously, that might be the spot where teams are feeling comfortable and Wisconsin's rolling in. 
as a seven-point favorite. So we'll see how it plays out. Graham, thank you so much for the conversation. Anytime. Talk to you soon. All right, Graham Couch checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Bud Light, huge question of the day. You can answer what Graham and I just discussed, and he answered it. Is the Big Ten a better basketball or football conference? Drop your comments, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE, at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, Bud Light is served up to sports fans in Detroit and across Michigan by Fabiano Brothers and other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. We do have a reminder tomorrow, I'll be in Holland with our friends from WHTC uh, we'll be saluting Van Andel Institute and their continued research and medical development on the Michigan Mile here on the west side of the state. Looking for a cure for cancer, Parkinson's, and more. Their purple community is special. And Hope College men's and women's soccer will have a purple double header this Saturday at Van Andel Stadium on the campus of Hope College in Holland on Michigan's west coast. And we'll be there tomorrow with our friends from Van Andel Institute and WHTC saluting the Purple community and the work they do across Michigan, America, and around the world. Looking to bring change, save lives, and find a cure for cancer and Parkinson's. And by the way, if you want to host a Purple event at your school, your business, and your community, anybody listening across America Just Google Purple Community, and you'll be connected to Van Andel Institute, which is a world-renowned destination for the greatest medical minds trying to find a cure for cancer and Parkinson's disease. And we salute Hope College men's and women's soccer for their purple doubleheader this Saturday. That will be in Holland with our friends from WHTC. If you miss any of our podcasts or interviews, they are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day only at SoaringEagleCasino.com. The second half of Michigan State's football season begins at 4 o'clock this Saturday in Spartan Stadium, homecoming against the Wisconsin Badgers. At the start of the year, this looked to be a close game, and that really hasn't changed. Wisconsin has changed coaches. And the interim Jim Lenhardt is hoping to make a big impression and get the job on a regular basis after Paul Christ was let go. Well, his first game was a 42-7 win this last Saturday at Northwestern. So will that momentum help Wisconsin come in in a low-scoring game and defeat mistake-prone Michigan State? Who knows what kind of setup the Spartans will have for this game? Will there be personnel changes better play than Ohio State? Intriguing questions for this Saturday. 
Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. And hunting for bucks is your chance to win premium play. $15,000 cash and a 2023 Polaris Ranger. Drawings are every Saturday in October, 7 to 11 p.m. And on October 29th, one winner drives off in a new Polaris Ranger with a $5,000 Cabela's gift card. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, is standing by. How you doing? Doing well. All right, so this Michigan-Penn State game on Saturday, I'll give you thoughts on Juwan Howard and Michigan basketball in a moment, your forecast. You know, I'm, I'm breaking this down, and I know there's a couple of road wins that impressed me at Purdue. Even though Auburn's down, they took them uh, to the Southern Woodshed I, I just think Michigan has more athletes than Penn State. I look at that spread, and I'm thinking, you know, a double-digit win for Michigan. Uh, am I out of line thinking that? You're not out of line. It's certainly possible. Um, I'm actually thinking a little bit of a closer game. I look at this Penn State defense, and I know they haven't played a tough schedule for as much heat as Michigan got for its schedule. I think they've been more tested. They Penn State coming off of a bye here as well. The Auburn win was impressive given the venue but um you know auburn is not a good team this season but penn state's defense they've been so good against the run the teams have had to throw against them 45 times per game that's the most in the country uh they're averaging only 5.8 yards per attempt allowed which is number 12 in the country they have a really talented secondary led by joey porter jr uh was really one of the best cornerbacks in the big 10 if not the best leading the country with 10 pass breakups so, uh, and they've had 10 turnovers forced over the last three games. So this is a defense that is going to be, as much as we talked about Iowa as a huge test, I think this is going to be the biggest test for the Michigan offense. Can J.J. McCarthy play a clean game? Can he make the plays that he needs to to win this thing? Because I don't know if they're going to dominate up front and you know run the ball against Penn State uh, you know, like they have to some other teams on the schedule either. You flip to the other side, Penn State's offense doesn't scare you as much just because you're so familiar with it, with Sean Clifford running it, 
at the quarterback position. This will be his fourth start in his career against Michigan. So a lot of familiarity there. They do have a good run game this year as opposed to uh, what was abysmal last season. Nicholas Singleton, five-star freshman, doing a great job, and the offensive line has improved. Some weapons on the outside. Uh, I think this is going to be a really close game, but I don't think you're off base for thinking it could be a couple-score game. I think the environment is going to be huge. This is going to be – the big house is going to be rocking. It's a maze out. They've got all sorts of things planned. You mentioned the 1997 reunion. They'll be honored in the first quarter. So uh, I think that could push uh, Michigan over the top. And uh, that's why, you know, a big reason why I think I'm going to pick them to win when we come out with our staff predictions on Thursday. Michigan in a close win or close game over Penn State on Saturday. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking at this point. Maybe a little bit low scoring. I don't know what the over-under is on the DraftKings Sportsbook yet. I haven't looked, but... um, I think we could see kind of a dogfight similar to last season. Remember the 21 to 17 win Michigan coming back at the end there after turning it over, then getting a big touchdown. So I think we're going to see something similar to that. Um, it's going to be mid fifties, uh, cloudy big 10 football weather, big game type of weather. So I'm excited for this one. Why are you nervous about this game? Is it Penn state's defense? Yeah, I'd say it's their defense. Um, they, they force a lot of turnovers, Manny Diaz, uh, who was the head coach at Miami is now you know running their defense as the coordinator. He's been really aggressive since he's come to Penn State. They blitz a lot. Uh, they mix up the coverages. I think that could confuse J.J. McCarthy. Um, this will be uh, really interesting. Michigan hasn't totally handed him the keys to the offense yet in terms of just letting him do whatever he wants. Um, they did more of that in the second half against Indiana, and I thought he responded really well, so that was a great sign. Um, but, you know, we got to see it again against a, a tougher opponent, and um, I still do think Michigan has the edge in this game, but you do mention, I mean, Michigan has more athletes. I was doing a uh, recruiting rankings breakdown of who's on each roster in the Big Ten this summer for our football preview magazine, and Penn State actually slightly edged out Michigan wow. in terms of talent, and, and that's just recruiting rankings. I think Michigan developed, it was very, very close build, but then I think Michigan develops better uh, than James Franklin, but you got to give him credit for the, the athletes he's brought in there. They win some recruiting battles against Michigan, kind of a, you know, deadlock there in some years. So uh, they do have talent, and they have a six-year quarterback that's experienced. He's not making those back-breaking mistakes that he has in years past, and I know they haven't played tough teams like Michigan yet, so I think Penn State fans from the people we've talked to are kind of waiting for that and are dreading that moment. But um, he's certainly improved. The offensive line that Michigan just tore apart last year has gotten better. And Michigan doesn't have the pass rushers it did a year ago when they got seven sacks and a bunch of pressures and big hits on Sean Clifford. So I think that's a concern, too. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, joining us on the Meyer guest line. Let's move away from Michigan football. I mentioned Big Ten media days for hoops happening today and tomorrow. I was going over that media preseason poll where Michigan is third Michigan State fourth, Indiana preseason one, Illinois two, top to bottom. There's like there, there's no gimme wins in the Big Ten when it comes to basketball. None. No, that's probably true. <laughs> What's also true is it's kind of wide open too. And even if you look at Michigan going to that preseason poll that you're referencing, they were picked as high as first by some. Uh, you know, they got one first place vote, and they were picked as low as seventh by some people. So. Uh, there's some mixed reviews on exactly what Michigan is going to be, or mixed feelings at least on, you know, projecting what they're going to be. The good, the good news for Michigan is you have Hunter Dickinson, which was a huge surprise 
given that coming into last season, he said it was going to be his last year. He was going to go the professional route, but I think NIL has opened the door there for him. So that's a benefit. And uh, also I think he just loves being here and, and is willing to, you know, kind of wait and develop and, and be the best player he can be before he goes that pro route. But he's going to win you some games. You have a high floor, in my opinion, with him. But there are question marks, too. I mean, you're relying on Jalen Llewellyn, who's a Princeton transfer at point guard. I think he'll be an upgrade, and he did really well overseas, leading Michigan in scoring. But beyond that, you have some freshmen like Jet Howard, and we'll have to see how he pans out in his first year. I really like his game, but it's tough as a freshman, and we saw that last year with guys like Caleb Houston, Houston and Musa Diabate. Um, did Kobe Bufkin at the two-guard spot take a big leap like some people think he can? Uh, out of Grand Rapids. Again, I like his game too, but he struggled at times last season, especially on defense. You're replacing Eli Brooks at that position. So you brought in a couple more transfers or or another transfer in Joey Baker from Duke, but um, you know, he's more of a role player. So you're going to have to fit a lot of these pieces together. And it's just really hard to say uh, what this team is going to be, especially after last year when they were picked to win the big 10. And then they kind of disappointed in the regular season before making the sweet 16. So Big Ten's wide open. They lost a ton of talent. Though so You look at the NBA draft last year, I think the most lottery picks the Big Ten had had in a long time with you know guys like Keegan Murray and Jordan Davis from Wisconsin. So it is, uh, it's going to be interesting. I think any of those teams near the top can have a chance to win, uh, you know, win the Big Ten this year. Clayton Safey knows everything about University of Michigan athletics, talking some Michigan football. They get Penn State and the Big House on Saturday, and also Michigan Hoops. Big Ten preseason media poll, Michigan 3, Michigan State 4, Indiana 1, Illinois 2, and I agree with Clayton. It's going to be wide open, and uh, you, you have 8-10 teams uh, that could win the Big Ten, so we'll get some of the reaction out of Minneapolis over the next couple of days here on the show. Clayton, uh, appreciate the conversation. You have a great day. Thanks for having me. You too. I mentioned Big Ten basketball media days today and tomorrow uh, in Minneapolis. Kyle Austin, MLive.com. Spartan basketball insider is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, my friend? Doing good, Bill. Uh, this offseason, from last year through this offseason to where Tom Izzo and Michigan State basketball sits going into these media days and they're in the fall practice and what lies ahead for this team? What's your gut vibe right now? You know, my gut vibe is that um, they're probably going to be a little bit better than last year, but I don't think that they really have the pieces to really be a Big Ten title contender or Final Four contender. Um, I think, you know, they got a big recruiting class coming in next year. I think if this year goes well, then maybe we're having this, that conversation at this time next year. But, um, you know, listen, they, um, they've been around 500 in the Big Ten the last couple of years, uh, not gotten out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. And, um, I, I don't see a whole lot different with this roster uh, that convinced me that this year is going to be a whole lot different. Uh, they got a lot of guys back who I think could be better, um, you know, in, including A.J. Hogard, uh, Jaden Akins when he gets healthy. Um, so they'll need a lot of guys to take a step up. But, you know, a lot of guys wanted Tom Izzo to hit the transfer portal, be a little bit more aggressive and maybe making changes to his roster. Um, and he didn't do that. Um, you know, he chose to kind of stick with the guys that he has. So, uh, but, you know, unless there's a whole lot of guys that look a whole lot different uh, come November than they did last year, um, I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, fairly similar, maybe a little bit better, but not a, a totally different result from last year. 
Who's going to be the step-up players from last year's rosters to newcomers who might fall under the breakout category for Izzo this season? I start with A.J. Hogard. Uh, you know, it's really been since Cassius Winston left, they haven't had, going into the season, a clear-cut you know, point guard, a guy, no doubt, who is your guy. And uh, A.J. Hogard was obviously up and down last year, but um, he, he really came on in March. And if he can kind of look like he did in the postseason and if he can build off of that, uh, he moves the ball very well, um, cut down on his turnovers late. It still isn't a great shooter, but I think if he's a guy that can – run that offense well and run the fast break. Um, I think that can do a lot for the team. Um, so I start with him, and then I think Jay Nakins could really be a player for them. I thought he was a guy that was kind of stuck in the rotation last year behind Gabe Brown and Max Christie. Uh, but in the small, the small role that we saw him, I thought he was great. I thought he provided energy. Um, obviously, he has great athleticism, um, a pretty decent shooter. So... He's a guy I'm very curious to see what he can do now that he has a larger role. All the guys in front of him are gone. Um, I think he's a guy that could really flourish with Michigan State, giving him a little bit more of a chance. Who, who do you think could be the surprise player that leads Michigan State that makes this a better-than-expected season for you and the rest of the Spartan Nation? Who is that guy? <laughs> Well, you know, I, I think I and you and everybody else have seen Malik Call play a couple of games where you think, man, that guy looks like, you know, first team all Big Ten. You know, a guy that you can run your offense to who can be a dude for you. Um, and he'll have a game like that, you know, whether it was Loyola Chicago last year when he scored 24 or, or at Wisconsin last year when he led him to a big win. Um, but he just hasn't been able to do it consistently. You know, he'll follow up a good game like that and he'll score – um, you know, five points and seven points and just not really be a factor. So um, I, we've been waiting for it for a while, but if, if Malik Hall can really step up at night in and night out, be a go-to guy, um, kind of be ball dominant, um, take a lot of shots, um, use his versatility to kind of get the right matchups um, and be successful. Um, I mean, he he's the only guy I voted for all Big Ten preseason when I had a vote. Because from what I've seen from him, he has the highest ceiling, I think, of any player that I've seen on it. And if he can be that guy on a nightly basis, um, I, I think he could do some special things. Izzo seems rejuvenated. I think with the pandemic behind him, uh, you look at the contract bump, uh, you look at that recruiting class coming up next year, there seems to be some newfound energy with Izzo as he navigates name, image, and likeness, a transfer portal. He doesn't seem as stressed as he was a year ago. No, he doesn't, and he, he kind of seemed – yeah, it's almost like he kind of came to a decision, I think, in the off season, which is that, you know, this sport may be changing a lot. I might – you know, a lot of guys might be doing things differently, uh, but he kind of came to the decision to seem like that he was going to do things his way. And, you know, right or wrong, um, you know, he's not going to go mine the transfer portal. He's not going to become a big NIL guy. You know, he, guys are going to get their opportunity. He's not going to stop them from that. But he's going to kind of rely on – what he's kind of always relied on at Michigan State, which is having guys, you know, consistently year over year, multi-year guys that get a little bit better every year, relying on veteran upperclassmen, um, and really kind of trying to do a team atmosphere. And I think he's betting on that kind of being lost now in this kind of transient era of college basketball. And he's he's hoping, I think, he can be the program where um, they have a little bit more continuity and, and cohesion and and that worked out for him. So he seems to be comfortable with that decision. I think, you know, they obviously got a very good recruiting class coming in next year. So I, I do sense there's a little bit less uncertainty with him, and I think he kind of knows 
his direction now and, and how he wants to attack this. Before I let you go, and by the way, Kyle Austin, MLive.com, Spartan Basketball Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, who's the best team in the Big Ten going into this upcoming season? You know, I know everybody thinks uh, Indiana's the best team. I, I just can't trust them. I've seen too many talented Indiana teams um, underachieve. Um, so I'm going with Illinois. I, I know they lost a lot, but I think they brought in two of the best transfers in the country. Um, you know, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., especially from Texas Tech. I think Grand Underwood's a good coach who has shown that he can really adapt his system to his personnel and really get the best out of his players. So I, I think Indiana's probably the most talented. I, I can't trust Indiana yet, so I'm going with Illinois as the best team. Kyle, have a safe trip to Minneapolis. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Bill. Opt in to the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log on to your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of the offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance program, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any MLB game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Have you experienced Grand Rapids lately? The city is vibrant, growing, and offers up so much when it comes to entertainment, including two fantastic concert destinations, Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. Just Google Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. You can get a list of the current shows with tickets on sale. Also, DeVos Place is the go-to show and convention destination on the west side of the state. And if you want to experience GR, go to experiencegr.com and plan your getaway to Grand Rapids and West Michigan. And speaking of West Michigan, I do want to salute the West Michigan Sports Commission for their journey on bringing Grand Rapids major sporting events and building a brand that's big not only on the west side of the state, in the state of Michigan, but across America. Did you know that AutoValue has over 300 stores and over 650 certified centers throughout the Midwest? And that all these stores are locally owned and professionally run by your friends and neighbors? And that AutoValue stocks the very best name brand products like Champion, Seafoam, Xerox, and Lucas? The quality parts you need at the value you've come to expect. When you need auto parts, accessories, or service, come see us at your local AutoValue auto parts stores, where service is the difference. We get it. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
Let's go check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, who's standing by from the Soarin' Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And, Timmy, what's happening at Soarin' Eagle? Man, you know, as we talk about every week, Bill, so much going on from our promotions to our shows. We're going to start with promotions today. We're digging for gold Fridays in October. How fun does that sound? Not everybody gets a chance to do it, but we're doing it right here in Mount Pleasant. Hourly drawings, your chance to win up that $5,000 in premium play. Uh, the way it works, we're going to break it down for you. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you're thinking about digging for gold, it really gets people excited, and I get excited. We're going from 7 to 11 p.m. on Fridays. You're going to be able to dig your hand into our treasure chest full of sand and hidden coins, and hopefully you can win yourself up to $5,000 premium play. And then on October 28th, hourly drawings will have a chance to win up to $5,000 cash. So we're going to switch it up totally and give away the money. Also, Saturdays in October, you get to win your share of $58,000 in cash and prizes. And the way that's going to go down from 7 to 10 p.m. for $1,500 in premium play. And at 11 p.m., the first four Saturdays, we're giving away $15,000 cash money. And at 11 p.m. on Saturday, October 29th, one lucky Access Club member will win a 2023 Polaris Ranger North Star Edition, as well as $5,000 gift card to Cabela's. How much fun is that? Now, that's hunting for bucks right there, if I don't say so myself. And uh, I know you would agree, Bill. For I sure. agree. I tell you, you're digging for gold. You're giving away, uh, you know, trucks and hunting for bucks. Things are happening <laughs> at Soren Eagle. This is all out of Timmy's personal account. A hundred percent. I'm giving it away, giving it away, giving it away now. A little shout out to the Peppers. Anyways, Clay Walker with special <laughs> guest Billy Dean, October 15th. Uh, he'll be in the house bringing his country uh, to our stage. Uh, so I uh, get those tickets as they go fast. A lot of shows selling out. Sebastian Maniscalco will be in the house October 21st. Two shows, 7 p.m. and 10.30. He's just that funny. Get tickets. They are going fast. And then, one of my favorites right here, 40th anniversary tour, Christopher Cross with special guest John Waite, October 28th. That's a killer Friday night, so make sure you get tickets and come out and check out all that great music right there. And then we have November 4th, Joe DeSeal will be in the house bringing uh, what they bring to the table, and that's a whole lot of R&B right there. Baby facing concert, that's going to go down November 11th. Then for the ladies, we're bringing Hunks' show November 12th. That's one you don't want to miss right there. If Bill doesn't come on stage, maybe I will. I don't know. We're just throwing it out. You better hit the fire alarm if I come on stage. <laughs> Understood. If Understood. I'm wearing a banana hammock on stage with Hunks the Show, they're going to be going out the aisles at 130 miles an hour. Or, or, or throwing that much more money because uh, they know you need help. I, if, anyway. I, if I collected... <laughs> A hundred pennies, it would be a shocker if I'm in the banana hammock dancing with Hunks the Show. Make it hail is what they say. I'm going to make, make it happen. It I'm going to do that. I'm going to get up there and go, body, body, want to <laughs> feel, want to feel my body, baby, such a thrills. <laughs> the visuals that are going out right now. I love it. Insane, I love it, baby. Too. All right. And then we also have Johnny Mathis. Let's just switch it right here. Oh, that's Johnny a, Mathis. That's a good segue into Johnny Mathis. I know. I know. Let's keep it safe here. December 3rd, which is a big deal. And then uh, Loverboy Night Ranger live in concert. Uh, December 9th. Loverboy and Night Ranger. That sounds great. cool. That's a flashback. Right there. Yeah. You, know, you know all the hits right there. Little River Band and Ambrosia, December 17th. And then uh, December 27th, this guy knows how to party. Flo Rida 
will be Ooh. in the house. This will be his house right here. Uh, Flow Rider is a great show. If you haven't been to it, I've seen him uh, this summer. And I'll tell you what, everybody is happy from beginning to end. It, it's just an amazing show. Flow Rider really knows how to uh, bring the party uh, to everyone. So a lot of things happening. Come on out Friday, Saturdays. We're doing it big. And uh, always having a good time here at Soren Eagle. Everybody's a winner just for being out of the house, Bill. By the way, uh, all the shows, the tickets, the promotions, everything Timmy just talked about, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com. That is SoaringEagleCasino.com. Also download the Eagle Access app. And don't forget about live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub. So Saturdays and Sundays uh, during the fall, football Saturdays, football Sundays, all the action happening at Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Again, SoaringEagleCasino.com. Follow them on Facebook and on Twitter and download uh, the Eagle Access app. Timmy, we'll talk in seven days. Let's do it. All right, Tim McCullough, the fun governor, joining us from the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.